all of those group interaction-based learning, which is a lot of learning, I think, wasn't really able to be done online. So everyone's happy to be back. In the last few weeks across the country, thousands of kids have returned to school after an extended period of remote learning due to the COVID-19 outbreaks. A new brief from the Murdoch Children's Research Institute outlines the data informing the decision to send kids back to the classroom. The brief details how during the Delta wave in Australia, most transmission in schools and early learning centres were between staff or from staff to children. It also highlights key recommendations for schools in implementing their COVID-safe plans. Paediatrician and Head of Population Health at the Murdoch Children's Research Institute, Professor Sharon Goldfield, says the driving factor behind the research was the growing concern for children who were remote learning during the COVID pandemic. The indirect impacts on COVID um, on children and adolescents are really substantial. So one of the really important things um, is bringing kids back to school for their social development, emotional development and learning. She says the key to reopening schools is implementing effective COVID-safe plans. If we're going to get kids back to school, we need to have the right mitigation strategies. What do I mean by that? The kind of layering of strategies that will decrease the transmission of COVID in schools and early childhood education care, knowing that there will be some transmission. This is not a perfect system. Professor Goldfield and other experts have applauded the Victorian government's three V's plan for COVID-safe schooling. So the first V is vaccination. We know the level of community vaccination is really important. And then vaccinating the adults in children's lives. So that includes their parents, as well as the staff at schools and childcare. And then the third layer of vaccination is vaccination of the adolescents. The plan released by the Premier and the Minister for Education, James Molino, at the end of September also emphasises the importance of ventilation in schools. So there's mixed studies around this, but everyone's kind of on the same page to say that getting ventilation in some shape or form is important just to get air circulating or purifying, less virus, less transmission. While a definite change of pace, teachers in Victoria seem to be up to the challenge. Most of the teachers right now who are here would be double vaccinated. If not, they've got their second one coming up. In the class I'm in right now, all the windows are open. It's encouraged to have the windows open. The door, actually, we've been told, has to be open while you're teaching, the classroom door. James Thorley, a teacher at University High School in Melbourne, says there's still obstacles in implementing these changes. It's, it's hard because it's like I've had multiple times where I've, you know, trying to get a discussion and ask the student to share their thoughts. And they've even had that they want to be sharing and they're talking in their mask on like I am right now. And you can't hear them. And so there's like, and it just sort of dies and the discussion dies and you've got this sort of awkward moment. That's hard. While the challenges facing schools is significant, Professor Goldfield says we won't know the full effect of the pandemic on Australia's youth for some time. There's some really um, challenging times for um, children and young people, but I think there'll be some extraordinary resilience out of this as well. And I should say from our research, we've seen some really lovely resilience and I think, I think there'll be some kids doing it tough and then I think, I think there's some things, some kids who'll just do really well and thrive. So I think it's going to be so interesting to see what happens over the next, you know, one to two years, really. Mm-hmm.